It's the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and I'm delighted to be joined uh, by a very special guest. He's the editor over at Aguna Fanzine. He's a friend. He's somebody I look up to in the world of journalism. Can't get my words out. I'm delighted to welcome back to the show, Lathe Yusuf. How you doing, mate? Hello, mate. How you doing? Thanks for having us on. Good to see you, Harry. Good to see you too, mate. It's an absolute pleasure uh, to have you on the programme. Um, it's been a crazy uh, last week or so, hasn't it? There was the Super League that crumbled, the protests, the, the talk about KSC, uh, the talk about the uh, the Spotify CEO, Daniel Ek, potentially being interested in the club. Uh, what have you made of the last week in general? And, and then I'll come on to ask you a little bit about the proposed takeover. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Where'd you start? <laughs> Literally, it's been it's been such a crazy couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was at the Arsenal Fulham game. I was covering it for for the Morning Star newspaper. Um, just a run in the mill game, slightly frustrating. Obviously, we got the equaliser in the last minute. You go home, typical Sunday night, back at home, and then and it all just the world goes crazy. It, the story obviously broke late on Sunday night, and, um, and 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 to be fair, fans mobilised straight away. It was it was so. Um, inspiring to see the way that Arsenal fans and obviously fans from from every football club across the country and, and across the continent as well they 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 really weren't going to take this they, they the, the the unity and the and the solidarity that was shown immediately there was no vested interest I mean it would have been easy for Arsenal fans and other fans of the for the big six to go yeah we're, we'll be all right who cares about anyone else but it, it, there was I didn't see one suggestion and I didn't see one I've talked to so many people this week and not one person has said that we've we've run a lot of stories on the Guna website um against the Super League strongly worded stories strongly worded pieces opinion pieces we've had so many people we've literally had thousands of people come to us um and just 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 oppose it basically so yeah as soon as the story broke on Sunday night um everyone wheeled into action um AST have been absolutely amazing you know there, there's been so many others as well um even down to, to fan groups asking for banners to re be removed from from the emirates things like that it, it, it was death by a thousand cuts basically so when when fans say to me or when an individual says to me you know fans can't change change anything arsenal fans and fans and on a wider basis they changed the ideas and plans of six billionaires 12 billionaires 15 billionaires how, how many of you want to you want to you want to label it basically there, there was billionaires across europe that wanted to change the face of football for forever and and throw away 150 years of tradition and the ethos and essence of sport by not having relegation and things like that so fans mobilized and, and they mobilized in a completely spontaneous way it was it was sort of shepherded by um groups like ast and they deserve full respect akil vias was was absolutely amazing in holding um josh Cronkey to to um to, to to count as well on um, on the on the live zoom call last thursday um it's been so heartening to see um and as editor of the guna um 
we played a very very small part in that we're only a very very small cog in a very very big wheel but we're proud of that and all our readers can be very proud of the fact that they got in touch we shared a lot of their stories they got in touch just to raise their objections as well and, and if you channel that along with so many others, including your good self and, and everything else that people do, then then you can say that, you know, fans United won't be defeated in, in, in the face of, of something that is just not right on so many levels. So, yeah, take a bow. I was obviously at the demonstration on, on Friday as well at the Emirates, and it was so heartening to see. It was it was, it was was almost like an old-school cup final with the amount of sort of homemade banners and, and things like that. And there, there was a lot of anger there, but it was channeled in the right way. It was um, it was controlled. There was wit. There was irony. There was reverence there as well, which, which is the basis of all good demonstrations. It doesn't just have to be anger there's a lot more to it as well and and we sent a message Arsenal fans sent a message football fans sent a message to to Stan Kroenke beyond the European Super League now it, it, you know people are talking about sort of you know Josh Kroenke saying oh yeah we're in it for the long term and and we, we might set up an advisory board that's too late we want Kroenke's out of our club basically and and as you as you touched on a minute ago uh, Daniel Ek, he would be an absolute wonderful choice to um to, to be the billionaire that takes over. Obviously, yeah, when someone said, oh, yeah, well, what billionaire's out there? Who's got two billion spare in their, in their, in their wallet? Well, looks like Daniel Ek potentially can. And he, he seems quite a progressive person as well. If you're running Spotify, you're not going to be in as, as an entrenched and as sour-faced and um, <laughs> as sort of longing for the status quo as, as someone like the Cronkies. So, yeah, it's it's full steam forward. I know there's going to be, um, apparently there's going to be another um, protest against or for the second leg against Villarreal on um, Thursday, May the 6th. So, um, yeah, come along. People have been stuck inside for 13 months. Lockdown's easing. Come along, make your voice heard, because it was inspiring to be part of that and to report on it as well as uh, with my journalist on. But I was there first and foremost as a fan, and it was um, it was absolutely incredible to be part of. Yeah, it was fantastic. I was down there too, and, and I was taken aback by just how many people came out to make their voices heard. I mean, yep. you know, we, we'd seen the widespread outrage off the back of the Super League proposal. We'd seen it shut down, but to see everybody come out the way they did. And as you say, you know, channel it in the right way was really, really inspiring. Um, you mentioned Daniel Eck there, and there's been a lot of talk over the last sort of 24 hours about the potential of him launching a bid uh, to take over the club. It said that he's enlisted the help of Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira, Dennis Burkamp, which in the eyes of the fans, of course, is brilliant. Um, and that sounds like somebody who already understands a little bit more than the Cronkies of what would appease the fans and what would what would please them. A lot of people have kind of shut it down, though. And I'm talking about Arsenal fans as well, who have gone, well, it's irrelevant because the Cronkies don't want to sell. They've made it clear they don't want to sell. I've been talking about the the fact that I think a combination of factors could lead to them potentially uh, reconsidering their position. You know, the collapse of the Super League, the fact that the club is no longer turning a profit or currently anyway. All of those things, plus the fan pressure, could potentially, in my opinion, at least lead them to consider it. How likely is it, in your opinion, that if the right money is on the table, KSE will say, Let, let's do this? Absolutely, absolutely. You make a lot of really, really good points there. Um, yeah, first and foremost, I, I, I can't believe that. I mean, there's not a lot of negativity, but from what I've seen, there's not 100% support for this. And it's like, well, well, what do you want? We've got three absolute legends fronting up as, as part of a, a progressive young billionaire's plans to potentially take over the club. It doesn't get better than this. There's not going to be another white, shining white night coming out of the ether to, to to offer something better this is as good as it's going to get um you know what what, what what do you want and it, people are going oh yeah well you know he's, he's got his shares tied up in spotify 
have you heard of that? You know, what what did what did the Glazers do to to, to buy Man United? What did the Cronkies do with the Deutsche Bank deal? They leveraged what they had to take money out and to borrow money to to buy the club. Daniel Ek could, could could turn around tomorrow and say, "Look, I, I need to borrow two million pounds, two billion pounds from a bank," and they'd, they'd give it to him straight away. It's not he might even have that down the back of the sofa. You just don't know, basically. And obviously, we need to we need to look into this further. But there, there's no issue with with the fact that he's got the money to buy Arsenal Football Club. And obviously, the Cronkies being being the rapacious capitalists uh, people they are, you know, they bought the club for what a billion. They they want they want to double that. It's, it's Daniel Ek's money. He and. I'd like to think he's not going to borrow off the assets of, of Arsenal Football Club to buy it, but it wouldn't be the first time a billionaire's done that. And if he wants to give them two billion, I would happily say, well, there you go. There's two billion. Get the Cronkies out of our club. Get a progressive young millionaire who understands the club, who knows the club, and who wants to take the club forward in a really progressive way. Because, you know, it, for the for the Cronkies, it, it, it doesn't matter what Arsenal do. They're, they're not seen as a negative. They're not seen as a positive in his sort of sporting portfolio. They're just there. And then they bring in a bit of money and he, he looks at LA Rams and all the rest of it. If, if, if we were part of, you know, if we were owned by Daniel Ek, he would see that as a massive part of his of his portfolio. He would see it as there'd be a lot of synergies there between us and Spotify and that sort of, you know, progressive company, really. And he would want to leverage that. He would want to push that. And Arsenal could be at the forefront of, of football, let alone, you know, innovative marketing ideas, a, a club that listens to the fans, a club that has fans on board as well. He's, he's, he's hinted at that too. So there's so many good things to come out of it. And if you're against it, OK, well, that's your, your opinion. Absolutely fine. Fair enough. But there's not too many other progressive billionaires out there who could do a better job in, in as far as I can see. You know, and it's, it's strange to see that. I mean, maybe if we'd have listened to the negativity last Sunday, we'd have the Super League now. So, you know, come on, lads, get, get behind it at least. At least look into it, at least consider it, because I certainly am. Yeah, and, and even if we, you know, we don't really, you know, we, we can guess how Daniel Eck would go about things if he was in charge based on what he's done previously, based on the fact that, as you say, he runs a very modern, innovative company currently. Um, but ultimately, for me anyway, and, and putting the Daniel Eck stuff to one side, Right now, the f the first thing that needs to happen is we need to get the Cronkies out. And and there's no point in getting upset about what a new potential owner might do when the Cronkies are still here. We have to move them on first. And and, and that's the most important thing for me. I mean, Leif, I, I, I've got you on here and, and I, I'm lucky enough to, to contribute to the Guna fanzine, which is a fantastic publication. Um, it's brilliant. I really enjoy contributing to it. For me, it's something that's got a very special place in my heart because I used to buy it as a kid walking up to the stadium. Um, so to write for it is is, is amazing. I, I know that there's a campaign going on to save the fanzine. We want to keep it going. Um, we need the support of the people and we know there's a loyal reader base out there. So um, over to you just to let the guys know and all the listeners know how they can help save the fanzine because it's been a really difficult time of course, without fans uh, being at the stadiums. Absolutely, absolutely. And just want to say thanks for, for your kind words, Harry, just then and, and at the start of the show as well. And we're we're absolutely honoured to have you in the fans. And it's people like yourself that that keep the fans in going and um, uh, uh, why people buy the fans in, basically. So, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, it's... Um, it's been a massive, massive learning curve, even for me as a journalist who who puts you know who's put magazines together, who's put newspapers together, who's who's worked every day for the last decade as a, as a journalist. It's been a massive curve for me because you have to learn so many other things as well. You have to learn about marketing and and trying to push your push your push your product really. But yeah, in terms of the Guna itself, it has been really, really tough because obviously we've not had any fans to sell to for the last thirteen months, and I know. 
the last 13 months have been so tough for for everyone out there you know I, I personally lost someone to to covid i know a lot of people who've lost loved ones to covid i know people who have been furloughed who've got a massive uncertainty about their futures i know people with health issues because of covid and things like that so you know in, in terms of your life and your and your things that mean something to you and your family and your career and your job and all the rest of it the goon is way way down the bottom and, and i completely get that and i completely understand that and i completely respect that but but I, it was one of my favorite quotes is football is the most important of least important things so if you value good writing if you value informed intelligent and irreverent writing from a whole host of brilliant arsenal writers including your good self as well we've got so many others as well we have got a really loyal readership we've had so much goodwill out there but it's been so heartwarming to see the amount of messages and uh, and posts and, and, and everything else that has um, been channeled towards the Guna. we just need to change that and channel that into signups we need people to sign up for a subscription um you know for the last three or four years we have been in a quite a perilous place you know as you know as a lot of people know um print media isn't what it was no one you know it's not a it's not a market that's growing but at the same time you know i always liken it to, to vinyl and i'm sure i've said this before you know people love vinyl you know it didn't mean that anyone bought it for 15 20 years now it's been made more of a bit of a resurgence people are getting back into it for lots of reasons not this in fact it's a brilliant product but because it's quite cool it's a boutique purchase it's good to have it's great to hold something tangible in your hands and listen to it Likewise, with a goon, it's great to hold something in your hands and read really good quality writing. So we're trying to position it as as something you would buy as part of your, your trip to the Emirates. And that's been happening for years anyway. But we want that to happen online now because so many people aren't around to, to buy it in, in, in person. So we need people to sign up to a subscription. If you're in the UK, it's £30 a season. If you're away from the UK, anywhere else in the rest of the world, it's £49. Basically, I, I did the maths. If you're in the UK, it works out eight pence a day. Tell me what else you can get for eight pence a day that's that's such good quality value. It's 68 pages. It's just brilliant writing. We've also tried to channel um, the brilliant Arsenal creatives out there as well. There's a lot of good good work going on by people who, who use images and pictures and, and all sorts of really brilliant creative stuff. I couldn't even get my head around. People like Carl Burke and Arsenal Editor. Ruth Beck as well, who does some brilliant isn't and prints and arts as well. We're, we're trying to get together. We're trying to get it all under one roof to make it a purchase that you would need to buy. It's got to be a must-read purchase. And, and, and hopefully we're getting there, but we need people to sign up. So go to our website, sign up for... Um, a 30 year 30 pound subscription sign up for 30 years as well if you want that's great. um yeah whether it's a one year we, we, we've introduced a new um thing where you can sign up for a direct direct debit and that that goes on basically the thinking being no one ever cancels a direct debit so if you do that you'll ensure the future of laguna for the next 10 years at least but i just want to say thank you to everyone who's um who's supported us so far and if you can sign up great and to people who have already thank you so much and um yeah buy, buy laguna subscribe to laguna you'll read harry in it next uh in the next issue in may as well so yeah cheers mate brilliant stuff yeah make sure you do head over guys you can see if you're watching us via youtube uh, you can see the banner across the bottom of the screen save the fanzine by heading over to onlineguna.com and from there you can set up your direct debit and help support this brilliant publication Leith, i know you've got a dash mate so thank you uh, so much for coming on sharing your thoughts it's always a pleasure and i'm sure i'll see you at the emirates sooner rather than later cheers harry top man thanks a lot all the best Take care, mate. All the best. That was the uh, brilliant Leith Yusuf of the Guna fanzine uh, joining me to discuss uh, what's gone on in the last week or so. It's been a crazy week. And also uh, giving you guys some information on how you can support the Guna fanzine. So 
How are you guys feeling about the news regarding Daniel Ek, the Swedish billionaire CEO of Spotify, who is rumoured to be very, very interested in purchasing Arsenal Football Club? I talked about it yesterday. I talked about how I thought it was, you know, a, a positive and it was great to see uh, somebody showing an interest in the football club. As I said to Leith, we're desperate to see the back of the Cronkies. I think he's 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 played it very smart by uh, supposedly enlisting the help of three Arsenal legends, three players who have a very special place in the hearts and minds of, of our fan base. You know, the whole thing around the money, you know, I think that if you're in that kind of position, I think you can raise the money. I talked about it yesterday, the fact that, you know, there will be uh, different ways of doing that, whether that's by financing it, whether that's by, uh, you know, teaming up with others and, and putting together a little bit of a consortium. There's lots of different ways. So I wouldn't rule out the possibility of Daniel Ek buying the club. My biggest concern at the moment is persuading the Cronkies to sell. And, you know, there's been rumours today that, that the Cronkies would consider an offer of around about two and a half billion pounds, which probably sounds about right. Um, you know, you could argue that the club is probably worth slightly less than that because of the way things have gone in recent seasons. But if they don't want to sell, you've obviously got to offer them a price that persuades them to sell, which means you're going to have to put that little bit of a chunk on top. So let me know in the comments uh, your thoughts. I know there's been a lot of negativity towards Daniel Weck and the way uh, the things work at Spotify. I know there's been quite a bit of noise in the past about the artists uh, not being paid as much as they should have uh, for sort of hits on their songs and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting to hear what you guys have to say. Let's go over to the live chat and uh, take some of your uh, some of your comments. Um, Redding Guna says, uh, does the Daniel X stuff seem too good to be true? Arsenal legends and a fan. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see that perspective and I can see why people are cautious around it. And as I said to you yesterday, you know, yes, it is a story and there is often no smoke without fire. However, it is really early days in this, you know, in, in this process, if you like. And, and I'm not talking about Mikel Arteta's process here. I'm talking about the, the ownership of the club, you know. If he's expressed an interest, great. But there's going to be a lot of work that needs to go on uh, by Daniel Ek and his, his people before they'll be able to launch a formal bid for the club. I find it hard to believe that he's gone from expressing an interest on Friday to tabling a formal bid on Tuesday. I don't think things happen that quickly. I think that this is a massive deal. And it's a deal that if it is to go ahead, is going to require much planning, much due diligence, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, the idea of this happening kind of instantly is, you know, a little bit far fetched. I think that, you know, we've heard about the interest of Aliko Dangote, the Nigerian businessman for years and years and years. And that's never come to fruition. So even with this one, we can't get carried away. Although I would argue that Daniel Ek is somebody who's probably a little bit more credible um, in terms of his, his current business and how he's made his money. So uh, let's see. Uh, and, and as Sam says in the chat, you know, I think a lot of fans just don't want to get their hopes up. And I completely get that. I, I really, really do. Um, let's see what else you guys are saying as well. Uh, Brad Richardson says, 
what will the roles be of the three invincibles? I think that's a major, major question, isn't it? And I think people have to consider that. I think what's kind of happened here is that the the profile of these three Arsenal legends has almost been dangled in front of us as a, as a kind of a deal breaker. And we've all sat there and gone, oh, well, Patrick Vieira's coming, Thierry Henry's coming, uh, Dennis Burkamp's coming, brilliant. Yeah, but what are they actually going to be doing? Uh, that's that's a really good question from Brad. And the answer is, I don't know. What would I have them doing is, um, first of all, let's get this out of the way. I, I don't want Thierry Henry or Patrick Vieira to be the managers. Um, you know, uh, I don't want either of them to to be sat in the dugout. I think that they're both Arsenal heroes, Arsenal legends. I think they've both tried their hands at management so far um, and they haven't done overly well or they haven't been overly impressive, impressive enough to make me feel like they could do uh, a good job in that position at a club the size of Arsenal. So for me, it would be, I would like to see them on the board. Um, I'd like to see them have a say in in sort of the running of the football club, just primarily because, A, they have a huge profile. That means, uh, you know, the fans will automatically be behind them. B, because they've been at the club during a, a golden era and understand what is required to, to almost bring those ba- days back. Um, and C, because we need a bloody change on the board. You know, at the moment, you know, You've got Lord Harris of Peckham on there along with the Cronkies and then you've got Lewis as a non-executive director. It's a very, very closed shop. And the idea of Eck bringing in fan representation to the board as well is something that obviously appeals to the fans too. So it feels like he's pushing all the right buttons. But going back to Brad's question about what will the roles be of the three Invincibles, that remains to be seen if, of course, this uh, takeover goes forward. Uh, I've got another question in the chat about what that would potentially mean uh, for the likes of Edu and uh, Mikel Arteta. You know, I don't know. Um, I don't know. And and obviously, whoever comes in, if anybody comes in and takes over the club, might have different views and opinions on the direction in which we should be going. Uh, from a football perspective, you know, perhaps they won't feel that Mikel Arteta is the right man. They won't want Edu in that position. And you know what? The issue here is, you know, I back Mikel Arteta. I still think that there's something there. I still look at him and feel that he will go on to become a top, top coach. But if we lose Mikel Arteta as collateral damage because the club gets taken over by someone with better interests, then so be it. You know, it sounds harsh, sounds horrible, but I said it. Uh, yesterday, when somebody asked me about whether I'd be upset if we lost Xhaka because Henri came in, you know, no, it's, you know, sometimes you need to accept collateral damage, uh, you know, for the greater good of the of the football club, of the company, of the business, whatever you want to call it. And um, I'm not against that. If it sees Arsenal progress, if it sees Arsenal move forward, um, I'm happy uh, for us to almost take that on the chin. So, yeah, um, yeah, let's uh, let's see how that pans out. But yeah, you know, in terms of their roles and, and what that might mean for uh, the roles I'm talking about of the, the three legends that are said to be linked with this uh, proposed takeover and Mikel Arteta do let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, Top Techers says, Harry, I know that the better the devil you know, but I hope this deal with Ek goes through. According to Forbes, Arsenal are worth two billion. No owner we will get uh, will be 100% clean when they have had made so much money yeah um but to a degree and and this is probably going to sound like a really shitty thing to say and i know a lot of some people might take offense to this but 
from a footballing perspective, I'm not really fussed about how they made their millions or billions. You know, it's for me, it's about will they hold the club's best interests at heart? Will they do what's right for the club from a footballing standpoint? That's what's most important to me. And, and you, you know, you take Roman Abramovich as a prime example. He is somebody who has a sketchy past. He is somebody whom there are huge question marks over, you know, ethical issues um, and how he's made his billions. But you can't argue with the way he runs Chelsea Football Club. They've enjoyed their most successful period in their history ever. And then some under his ownership. He constantly pumps money in uh, to improve the team, to improve the squad. And, and that's what you want to see as a fan, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I agree that, you know, they're not going to be 100% clean and there may be some bits and pieces that come up from a, a past that has ultimately seen them earn this kind of fortune, but it is what it is. Uh, Pat Moyle says, Arsenal fans have looked down on clubs like Chelsea and Man City. Now it seems we want to be like them. Our next owner needs to be a fit and proper owner. What makes legends of the club good owners? I get what you're saying, Pat. I, I really do. Um, I guess, you know, the, the whole idea of sort of them being fit and proper is, of course, something I agree with. And, and that's what that Premier League test is in place to do. You know, granted, it hasn't always worked, um, but it has worked at times. You know, we've seen Newcastle's proposed takeover being being shut down because of uh, issues outside of football and rightly so. But the, the issue is nowadays, Pat, that we're at a point where football clubs are worth so much more than they've ever been worth before. We're at a point where Arsenal is worth, you know, two billion pounds, according to Forbes. Um, and I don't think that in its history, Arsenal's probably ever been uh, seen as a, an asset of that kind of money. You know, maybe a few years back when we were in the Champions League. But, you know, over the, the wider picture, over the course of a longer history, Football clubs are at their most expensive. So there's only a select group of people in the world that can afford to rock up one day and say, I want to buy a football club. I want to buy this club. This is going to be my new toy, my new business, etc." So it becomes difficult to be really fussy, um, you know, because, as I say, the pool of people who are able financially to do a deal like this is obviously so small. Uh, but I agree, look, I, you know, and I've read nothing to suggest that Daniel Weck is, is a crook or anything like that, uh, which is why I'm not overly concerned by the prospect of him taking over. I've read some some bad things about Dan Gote, the, the, the Nigerian businessman, as I've said uh, already, and I'd be less in favour of that takeover. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not an expert with regards to any of these guys and their histories. Uh, but as I say, on the surface, Daniel Eck looks like someone uh, that I wouldn't mind uh, coming in. Uh, Spiral Sam says that uh, Art Henri and Vieira willing to give up their managerial and coaching careers for stakes in Arsenal. This is something that I was discussing actually yesterday um, with our producer, Jeremy, during the VSIN uh, Premier League commentary at halftime. We were talking about this and... Um, I said, you know, I found it a little bit weird that Patrick Vieira and Thierry Henry would just give up on their managerial careers to come and sit at board level in North London. So I found that a little bit strange. Um, but as I said already on, on this episode, neither of them have particularly covered themselves in glory in their early managerial days. I think Patrick Vieira has probably done more and, and looked better than Thierry Henry. But, you know, are they ready to give up on that kind of road or that or are they ready to turn back 
um, down the pathway towards managerial success, if you like, to occupy a boardroom role? I don't know. And, and, and you know, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, what else have we got here? Matt G, one of our members. Hey, dear Matt. He says, what gives me hope that this is legit is that he would have had to convince them of his intentions in order to get their buy-in. Yeah, completely agree. The only thing is, Matt, I, I just feel like this has happened all too fast, all too quickly. And, um, you know, that makes me worry that or, or wonder is probably the better word, whether it is actually as far down the line as some of the reports are suggesting whether it is 100% concrete. You know, if you're looking to take over a company the size of Arsenal, if you're looking to make an investment that big, surely you do a little bit more due diligence. And that due diligence is likely to take more than just a few days, isn't it? Um, that's that's how I feel about it anyway. Um, let's go uh, back over to the live chat. But before we do that, just a quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, make sure you smash the like button on the video. There's over 200 of you uh, watching us at the moment. Uh, let's have a quick look where we are at in terms of our likes. Um, da -da 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 -da. let's check out on YouTube. Where are we? Where are we? We've only got 37. There's over 200 of you watching and we've only got 37 likes guys. Come on, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel. If you're new and if you wish to become a member, then please do click on the link in the description. Just a quick reminder that this episode is brought to you by Earth Echo Foods Limited. So you can check out Earth Echo Foods and their fantastic uh, new healthy food products. I'm going to be leaving the link uh, in the description. Click on the link and enter the discount code, which you can also find in the description to get yourself 15% off on any of your orders. Uh, it's a fantastic food brand that are making healthy foods. Um, eco-friendly stuff as well so check it all out uh, get involved and if you're interested use that discount code you might as well you save yourself a few quid right let's go back over uh <laughs> to the chat box i love this from london trident he says spurs fans loading up their spotify playlist knowing every listen is helping to buy arsenal and new center back absolutely love that uh what else have we got here um Alcarp says, do you think there will be a bidding war now between Dangote and Ek? Um, I'm not actually sure that Dangote's interest has ever been that concrete uh, to the point where he actually put his money where his mouth is because he's been talking about it for years and years and years and there's never been um, any movement on it. So I'm not really sure uh, that he would he would be at the table if discussions were to take place. But I I'm really trying not to get carried away with this. I'm, I'm trying to stay calm about it all because as much as I'd love it to happen, I'm still, you know, I'm still not at the point where I believe the Cronkies want to sell the football club. I think we as a fan base are going to need to put a lot more pressure on them. I think we need to continue the protests. I've seen that there's been some more scheduled uh, for other games and I'm, you know, I'm hoping that the turnout is even half as good as it was uh, for the, uh, for the, the uh, Friday night one against Everton. That'll be fantastic. But, you know, I'm 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 still a little bit not sceptical, but I'm still sitting here feeling as though we need to put more pressure on them. We need the Super League to completely or the idea of the Super League to completely disappear. Um, and, and we almost need to be. And it kills me to say this, but we need to become less and less profitable for the Cronkies to look at the club and go, 
well, this is not really worth our while anymore. So let's see. Uh, let's see how it's going to go. But there's plenty of work to be done behind the scenes if this is indeed uh, going to go through. Um, Hermani, uh, one of our members, says people talking like Ek was a Russian oligarch who got his money through fraud. It's not his fault that Spotify doesn't pay the artist. It's the labels who set the price. Interesting there, because that is one of the uh, big, um, you know, the big criticisms that has been directed towards Daniel Ek. Um, you know, over the last sort of 24 hours or so is that there's, there's this issue between Spotify and the artists that have their music on there, which uh, admittedly I, I know nothing about. Uh, Strife777 says, uh, imagine if the legend spoke to Flamini to get involved. There has been talk about that. Um, you know, there, there, there has been talk about Matteo Flamini being contacted. Of course, Matteo Flamini has a, a big uh, profitable company of his own and, and he's been pursuing his interests outside of football for a long long time and uh, he stands to to be very well he is but he, he stands to become even more wealthy as the years go by as I said I've read a report this morning that Daniel Eck has, has also enlisted the help of Matteo Flamini as they look to make this happen but again I can't be sure of it so I don't want to say uh, for certain that that is happening that is the truth but that's what we're led to believe so let's see Let's see how this goes. Right. Uh, I think we're going to leave it there. Um, I think we're going to leave it there and we're going to be back a little bit later on with another piece of content and starting bright and early from tomorrow morning, we begin our build up to that huge, huge Europa League semi-final between Arsenal and Villarreal. The first leg takes place on Thursday night at El Madrigal. And of course, we'll be bringing you a live watch along of that game. I'm really looking forward um, to the watch along. Can't say I'm looking forward to the game because I think the nerves are going to get the better of me. But we'll crack open a couple of beers while we're doing it. Seem to work a treat in the second leg against Slavia. And I hope to see some of you along here uh, with me. So uh, we're going to take a, a bit of a pause now for the rest of the day. And as I say, we'll, we'll drop another episode of the podcast a little bit later on. So keep an eye on your feed. Uh, if you're listening via the audio, it will be dropping in the morning. But if you are listening on the audio, check out the YouTube channel as well. Subscribe on all platforms. It really, really helps. And also, if I could kindly ask that you check out uh, my Simply Serial podcast with Vittorio Campanile, also part of the 19 Min Network. We dropped a new episode earlier on today. You can find it on all major podcast stores. Just type in Simply Serial. But we've also uh, placed the video version of it on this channel. So it's the previous video Head over, check it out, have a listen. If you're interested in Italian football, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. If you're not, maybe it will spark your interest in uh, in Serie A. Who knows? Uh, until next time, take care of yourselves. Make sure you stay safe and I'll catch you all very, very soon. Ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.